So good to have each and every one of you here this morning. Um, we have been in the series called Core Values here at Oasis Church Chicago um, uh, the past couple weeks. And uh, I, I say this at the forefront of every week because I know we have visitors and, and first-time guests. But um, no matter where you come from, no matter if you call this home or you're just visiting, no matter if you're from Chicago or from somewhere else, um, what we've been teaching, what we've been uh, going through, we believe, and I truly believe this, that you can take uh, these values that we live on as a church, that we live by as a church, excuse me, um, and we, you can take them into every space and place that you're a part of. Um, and so we have these booklets, um, and inside of them, they have a place for you to take notes on every uh, week that we are discovering. So if you are here and you did not receive one of these booklets, would you just slip your hand up? We want to get you one real quick. Don't be shy. Slip your hand up so the ushers can come and hand them to you. As the ushers are handing them out, uh, they have inside their, the, the core values that we've been going through. Um, this morning, we're going to be going through the, the fifth one, um, which is excellence in everything this morning. And there's a concept here with these, and the concept is this. You can take notes. You can actually take notes in church. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's really good. They say you can't get to heaven without taking notes. <laughs> Once again, just some people are like, really? <laughs> They're like getting their pens out like, I'm in. I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, so take notes this morning because what is talked about and uh, what is discussed each and every week here as we go through this series, um, like I said, it may not be for today, okay? Like it may not be for today. You might get this message. You'd be like, yeah, that was encouraging. That spurred me on. But I feel like I'm living in excellence today. Um, but a month from now, two years from now, you may be going through something where we talk about prayer, our direct line, and you open this book up and you see something that you wrote down that God put on your heart, and you're like, wow, I needed that for today, right? That's the good thing about God's word and about who he is. He's constantly speaking. He's constantly encouraging, and uh, this morning, we encourage you to lean into this message, to take this in, and to take this out from this place, Amen. Uh, we believe that it's not just for this day, for Sunday. We believe that what we experience, the grace that's in the room, the, the things that we learn and that we discover in God's word and in worship, it's for us to take it from this place, this room, out to the city that is in desperate need of the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen? And let me just say this real quick. Um, we, are, we are so grateful, Rachel and I and our family, um, as many of you, if you, if you follow along on social media, uh, we've been praying for my cousin's child. Um, his name is Odin, um, and Odin is a one-year-old that um, we found out just suddenly uh, two weeks ago, I think it is about two weeks ago, um, that he had stage four cancer. And so you can imagine one-year-old, like just the, the chaos, the confusion, God, where are you, right? Um, those questions have all been, been asked, right? And that's, that's okay sometimes. You can wrestle with God. It's a good thing, okay? Don't, don't, don't ever think you can't ask God the tough questions and, and then wrestle with him. It's okay, right? But you can't stay parked there, okay? Hello. Can't stay parked there. And so we wrestled and we began to pray and people be, have, have, have begun to storm heaven with us. And I know many of you are, so thank you from my family to each and every one of you. Um, but good news is, is he's in, uh, he just finished, he's in day seven today, seven days, yeah. Day seven today of chemo. Uh, just a one-year-old. It's just crazy, right? Um, but since day 
two. They took him off of life support, the, the breathing that was helping him uh, go through this chemo. He's been taken off. He's like bouncing up and down. It's like the absolute miracle. The doctors are like, we don't understand what's happening. Like normally children at this age are just laid up in bed. They can't move. And we're just like, it's Jesus. He's doing it. He's healing this little boy. And so we need some faith to be prayed for this week. We're awaiting the results of the bone, um, uh, potential bone cancer. And when, if that happens, there's a lot of decisions to be made, as you can imagine. Um, but we're filled with faith, and we're believing with big faith that God's going to heal this little boy, and he's going to be a miracle down there in Carolina. And, uh, man, just super grateful from the bottom of, of our hearts. Carrying on. Excellence in everything. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Colossians 3, 23. Through 24, I'm going to read a, a familiar passage of Scripture that many of you may know and have heard before. But if not, I want to read it this morning and I want to teach off of this passage here. It's Colossians 3, 23 through 24. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation, so it will be up on the screen. Um, but here we go. Paul is writing to the church of Colossae. He's combating worldly uh, wisdom that's being imparted into this church at that time. Paul is fighting to say, hey, listen, stop listening to these voices and start listening to what God, what Jesus has to say about his church. Right? So I believe that this is such an impactful piece of scripture. It's short, but it's powerful. Get a scripture in a day. Right? If you're a new believer, just get it in you. What you have inside of you will come out of you. Right? So if you're getting one scripture in a day and you're just dwelling on that scripture, good. Keep going. Keep doing it. Maybe add two. Maybe add three. Well, you're just legalistic. No, I'm not. It's just what, you, what you're called to do, right? It's what we're called to do. We're called to fill ourselves up with the things of heaven. Amen? So get the scripture and let me read it here this morning. Work willingly at whatever you do. <laughs> Notice Paul didn't write work willingly at just some things. Just whatever you feel like today. Sorry, millennials, I'm a part of you. We're just like, whatever feels good, I'm going to do that. Right? No, he says, hey, whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Point blank. Hey, church, whatever you do in life, whatever you do in life, do it for the Lord and not for people. What is he saying? Don't do it to impress anybody. Don't do it to, to, to just do it because people are watching. Do it because you follow Jesus Christ. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Some of you are like, what? <laughs> just me this morning. <laughs> I'm thankful for the inheritance of Jesus Christ. I am. I hope you are too. And, it's a big and right there. That the master you are serving is Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you that we have breath in our lungs this morning. That we're able to meet with you. That we're able to come together as this beautiful family to, to learn and discover, to, to, to grow in the things of you. God, I pray this morning by the power of your Holy Spirit that, that people's ears would be open. That hearts would be open. That minds would be open to receive all that you have for us in this place. God, I pray for those people that do not know you here today, God, that they would feel your embrace, they would feel your love. God, I pray that you would help us to be people that walk out excellence in everything. We love you, and we bless you this morning, and we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody says, and everybody says, amen, amen.
Amen. Excellence in everything. How many of you value places and spaces that do things well? My hand's up. I, I, I enjoy places, restaurants, spaces to go and work, things to go do, things to go enjoy when, when it's done well. I'm not just talking about like because it's fancy, right? There's some really cool mom and pop places that do things with such excellence that I'm like, wow, I want to continue to go back there. I have my favorite places and spaces, restaurants and such, because I enjoy what they give me. It's good, right? Hopefully you go eat at places and spaces and go to those places because it's good things that they're giving you, right? I know that it's contagious when things are done with excellence. When you see things on the walls or you see the presentation of a place. I, I've re, we, we've been watching, uh, I guess I should say I binge watched it over my time of surgery. We were watching, um, um, I'm drawing a blank, what's the show on Netflix about the food? Chef's Table. Anybody ever seen Chef's Table? It's, I'm such a fan, don't even know what it's called. Because <laughs> I'm just mesmerized by the food, <laughs> by the presentation. Right, it's absolutely amazing when these people bring out these plates, right? You're paying hundreds of dollars for this little food. Another story, another time, right? I would never go. But it's awesome to see, right? Things that are done well matter. Things that are done well are contagious, and you want to be a part of it. We as the church are always called to do things with excellence. We were flying back. Not too long ago, we were on a plane, and Rachel and I were there, and like always, as Rachel does, she gets on the plane, and she immediately falls asleep, right? Like, before we take off, mouth is open, right? Gone, like gone. I'm like checking if there's air coming out, right? She's so good. It's a gift. It's a gift. Me, on the other hand, I hate flying. I absolutely do not like flying. <laughs> do not at all like flying, <laughs> I get my, my, ear plug, my ear pods in, and, and I'm reading scripture, and I'm worshiping because I'm just praying that the plane just gets to where it's going to, safe and sound. I'm like pleading the blood over the plane, right? And it's so fascinating to me as I sit in my chair while my wife's asleep. As people come onto the plane, and they sit down in their seats, and they get their laptops, or they get their phones out, they get their ear, their ear pods in, and they're starting to listen to things. And, and really what's fascinating to me, and this was super fascinating the, the other day, was I noticed something. That people just did not care what the flight attendants were doing. Right? You, you get on the plane, you know the procedures that they're going to go through. Right? You know they're going to tell you to buck up your seatbelt, that the seat that you're sitting on is actually a life preserver. Right? In case for whatever reason we just land in water. <laughs> Thanks for the cushion. That's what I say to them. Appreciate it. Right? Can I get a parachute? Anybody else think that way? No, it's just me. Okay. And I noticed that people just could give no care to what is being said by these people. They're talking about the oxygen mask, right? And so I'm looking around fascinated by this. And I'm looking at people going, are you listening to this? Like, is that, like I am taking notes. I'm like, okay, pull down the string, put it over the face, like, good, take care of Rachel first. Like, like, like I am taking notes when everybody else is just kind of like, oh, whatever, we're just going to get there, right? It's called a lack of faith. It's a lack of faith, right? But I found this to be true, and this is where I'm getting at this morning. That the flight attendants didn't just look across the room, or I should say the tube, filled with people. <laughs> and like, hey, you know what? No one's really listening to us today. Hey, you know the person that's behind them, you know they got three. Like, hey, they're, they're good. They're good. Let's just shut it down and just go sit down because no one's paying attention to us. Right? 
I would be the flight attendant that would be screaming at people, right? Like, I just would, right? But they're, they're, they're not going to stop doing what they're called to do. They're not going to stop giving the right procedures in case something does happen. Well, it's their job, JP. No, you know what I think it is? Is that they actually do have a burden to do things with excellence because people's lives are in their hands, right? Because guess who takes over if something does happen? Those three amazing, four amazing flight attendants. They're the ones that are going to be handling people like me, where I'm just like, <laughs> right? Like, they're going to be the person coming, sitting next to me, be like, it's good, chill out, calm down, right? Like, that's who they are. They can't just take a back seat and say, you know what, no one's paying attention. They can't just stop saying, hey, we can't do this with excellence. We can skip the procedure of this and just look over it because that's not what they say. They understand something, that they are holding people's lives by how they do things on that plane. Right? I mean, you with me on this? Like, they just are understanding that what they're expressing, what they're saying, what they're doing, they're giving an example to people, and they're doing it with excellence. See, this is what I think about the church today. As followers of Jesus, people here this morning, how we operate, how we act, how we live, how we speak, how we do every single day is an example of the kingdom of God. Everything we do, everything we say is an example of the kingdom of God. So I believe and we believe that if every day what we say and what we do and how we act is an example of the kingdom of God, then we better do every single day everything we say, everything that we're going to do with this thing called excellence. Excellence. I, I'm not saying today, right, don't, don't get all crazy. Like I'm not saying that we hold people's lives in our hands, okay? Like, oh, so we're flight attendants just holding people's lives in our hands? Some of you are thinking that. I see the wheels turning. I'm not saying that, but I am maybe making the debate or the point that we do. We do. By how we live, by how we act, by how we do things, we are holding people's lives in our hands per se. You want to know why? Well, where are you getting that from, JP? Because we are showing them the kingdom of God. We are giving them an example of how the kingdom of God works. We are giving them an example, better yet, of Jesus. You all, this is, okay. Everything that we do and say, we're going to be held accountable for. Okay? Everything. Right? So if we love Jesus, if we follow Jesus, if we know what he has done for us, if he's changed our lives, then we need to understand that every single thing that we do and say, we're giving an example to people of how the kingdom of God operates. And guess what? This city, more than ever before, needs a mighty example of how the kingdom of God works. You at your schools, you at your workplaces, they need an example. They need an example of excellence. They need to know, wow, that's how Christians operate? That's how people of Jesus do things? Oh, I'm in. If that's how it's done, I'm in. Because what's happened over time is that people have looked at the church and said, I'm out. I'm out. They don't care to handle people with excellence. They don't care to handle the spaces and places that God's given them with excellence. They don't care about carrying a heart of excellence in everything that they do. I want to be a church 
That regardless of people, if they see us or if they don't, if they praise us, if they don't, if they accept us, if they don't, I want to be a church that everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we're going to do, because I believe we're going to do some great and mighty things in this city, everything that we do, we carry it with such a heart of excellence. See, this is hard, right? Some of you are like, man, where's the gospel message this morning? We're going to get there. Don't worry. But this thing of excellence, it's hard to hear. It's hard to take in. It's like, man, so we're looking for perfection? Like, let me, let me just say this so important. This is not a perfection message. We will not be perfect until we reach heaven. And I'm grateful for that day. Hello. But until then, we are called to take every single day as a gift and to walk in the gift that God's given us. If you have breath in your lungs, you are called to do something today. You're called to do something today. I want to give people an example of Jesus. You know what Jesus was all about? Excellence. Well, where are you getting that from? You want to know where he went? He went to a cross. Okay? And he wasn't just like, you know what? I'm going to give half myself on this cross. I'm just going to do it halfway. Take a couple lashes a little bit. Take a half a crown of thorns a little bit. Right? I'm just going to take half. No, Jesus stepped onto this earth. He did amazing and wonderful things to show God's glory, to show God's grace. And he went to a cross with everything of him. He didn't just go halfway. He went all the way. And if people that you are in this room and you call yourself a follower of Jesus, then we have to be what? Like Christ. Follow me as I follow Jesus. So if Jesus did it all the way, if Jesus went with excellence all the way, then why are we any different? Why are we any different? Excellence in everything is an opportunity for everyone to experience the eternal kingdom. When we walk in excellence, it's an opportunity. Do you guys get, guys, it's quiet in here. I know, I know, okay, we didn't have drums this morning and all that stuff. Like, it was a really stripped down worship set, but it's beautiful. But do you guys understand this? Like, we have the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom that can change somebody in a moment, that can radically take them from death to life. We have it with us, inside of us, and it is our job, it is our commission, it is our call to go and tell the world. He's just yelling at us this morning. (laughs) Knew it, right? Because I don't want to be a church that's sitting on the sidelines. I don't want to be a church that's just complacent with where we're at. I never want to be complacent. If you're complacent, you're dead. Good news. Welcome to church. I want to be a church that's like, you know what? We have people that are dying literally every single day out in these streets. Every day. And we have the good news to share with them. I'm not just talking about the violence in the city. There are people that are dying. They're just losing their life. Their time has come. And they've never been told about the good news of Jesus. There are people on your campuses, college students. Let me talk to you for a second. There are people even at some Christian schools that are represented in this place that did not know Jesus, that still don't know Jesus. Guess what? I was one of them. And you can walk out of here and go, that message was for me. I'm so happy. Now let's just go do whatever we're called to do. Just have fun. No, you're called to do things with excellence even with where you're sitting. And you're called to give people an eternal kingdom perspective. So the question begs, the world is all about excellence. The world is all about excellence. Think of the things that are being created today, that we follow, that we love, that we're obsessed with. Right? Tesla, love it. Praying and believing. God, just, some of you are like, I'm never going back to that church again after that too. (laughs) I still am praying for that. Tesla, it's a phenomenal, just an incredible company. Right? 
just the stuff that they're doing. I said it often. The guy's trying to go to Mars. <laughs> I think that's amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't be the first one to volunteer to go on that trip, but just give him some time, maybe 10 years, 15 years after I knew safety procedures were all in place. I'd be on that trip, right? We love Apple. We love Apple. All you Android users, we're praying for y'all. <laughs> we love the, the ear pods. I was, to my wife, it's our anniversary not too long ago. I said, babe, I need these ear pods. She's like, you don't need anything. And I was like, no, but I do. I do, I do, I do, I do. Right? And I'm walking around with these ear pods like, I'm cool now. You know? But we, 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 like, we like strive to go after what the world is offering. It's not a bad thing. Right? They do things with excellence because it's appealing to us. Right? We're, we're, I don't know about you, just put whatever category you enjoy watching or seeing and being a part of in this. But like, if it's a product or if it's a place that does things with excellence, you go and are a part of that product or that place. Because the world knows and understands that they are here for one time, for one moment, and they got to optimize the moment. they got to do things with excellence if they're going to get their products out to people. People aren't going to buy Teslas that have three wheels. Right? That are going to die after 15 minutes of driving them because the battery can't last. Like they're doing things with utter excellence and they're striving after it. They're grinding. Right? The world and the marketplace, people grind. They give their lives to it. Like I, I know a lot of businessmen and women that are working 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks just to give people a product that is awesome. And that's like cool. I'm with it. Do your thing. Work with excellence, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. But we, as followers of Jesus, are like, wow, look at how cool the world is. Look at all the products they're making. Look at the design. Look at how creative they are. It's awesome. Let's go follow the world. Instead of being a church that's like, no, you know what? We're going to set the standard. Hello. Let's stop being a part of culture. Let's lead culture. Let's lead the culture so that the world's like, yo, that's a church in Chicago named Oasis Church Chicago or wherever you call home. Like, that's that. They're doing things with that cool, that excellent, that awesome. I'm over in this side now. What's well, impossible, JP? They're the world. They have the resources of abundancy. Guess what we have? The abundance resources of heaven. That was like a really good place to say Amen. We have the abundance of heaven at our fingertips. We have the great designer, the, the, the one that designed us, humans, right? I'm going to be a dad soon, right? And I just, I, I dwell sometimes on, on my child being knit together in my wife's womb. Like, how, do you ever think about that stuff? <laughs> like, I'm thinking like, man, I'm praying, God, give him, make him, I'm believing for a boy. God just, if it's a girl, we'll, I'll, she'll never date till she's 35, maybe 40. I know a lot of guys that aren't saved that will protect her and watch over and take care of any of you boys that ever try to come around near my daughter if that happens. But I think about this intricacy of Jesus just knitting together a child in the womb. What a designer. What a great designer. What a great creator. Look at creation, right? Sometimes it's not in the city. It's all buildings. But even that, look at these buildings and then the, 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 the fields that you, are, you see, the mountains that you see, and you're just like, man, this is the greatest design of all time. There's no one that can match the name of Jesus. There's no one that can stand against Jesus. So why are we running after the world when we could be showing the world who Jesus is through everything that we do with excellence? Well, you wake up every day and you say, today's a good day. Today I get to show people Jesus and what I do. 
I get to show people the goodness of my God and what I design. I get to show people the goodness of Jesus and how I study and how I put my hands to work and how I do things. I'm not here to cut corners. I'm not here to do things that are just going to get by. I'm not here just to be good, right? I'm here to be great. I don't know about you, right? I want to be great. Well, that's prideful. No, it's not. I want to be great in terms of I want Jesus to look down from heaven and say, good job, son. Keep going. You're showing people me. You're giving them the greatest example of me. You're not cutting corners. You're not just getting by, but you're living in the abundance of my grace. You're walking in the power of my grace. You're showing people how fun and how exciting it is to follow me, to learn from me, to grow in me. I am no longer, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm tired of us following the world. We'll learn from them. We talk to our creative team all the time. We'll learn from them. But I want the world to look at a church here in Chicago and be like, man, they are pioneering. They're taking ground in ways that we could never imagine. How are they doing it? Jesus, tell me more. Jesus. No, I need something else. Jesus. Jesus, the, the power that raised him from the dead is inside of us, inside of you. The same spirit, the scripture says, is inside of us, and we forget that all the time. We lower the standard. Here's the deal. This is what we do. This is going to help somebody in this room. We've lowered the faith standard to right here. I can just see right here. If I can't see past it, if I can't see higher than it, I'm good with right here. We've lowered the supernatural workings of Jesus Christ right here. When he's like, yo, I want to take you to the ceiling. Some of you all need to raise your faith level. You need to get a new perspective. You don't need a new space in place. I just need a better church. I just need a better school. Make your church and school better. Because guess what? You're going to carry what's inside of you right now into the next space, and you're going to be the same way. <laughs> Some of you are like, what? What you're doing now, where you're at right now, and how you're operating, you're going to carry it to the next space. So instead of saying, I just need a new church, I just need a new job, I just need a new school, why don't you make the place and spaces that you're a part of better because you have Jesus Christ living inside of you? This isn't in my notes. I'm all over the place. Because this is so true, though. We're like, well, the pastor should just make it better. The sermon should be so much better. Well, why don't you come in and pray that the messages are better? <laughs> why don't you come and serve at the front door? Because when people walk in, they don't need a sermon. They've already received a sermon. It's you. Oh, that was good. That was really good. I'm serious. Why don't we stop giving excuses? Why don't we stop saying to ourselves, I can't do this. Those are words I hate. I say it sometimes. And then the Lord's like, no, you can do this. Because I've called you to do this. I've given you the power to do this. I've given you the commission to do this. Yeah, is it going to be hard? Yeah, are people not going to like you? Yeah. Are you going to have always the, the, the most joyful butterflies and rainbows experience? No. But I've given you the power to do what I've called you to do. What's inside of each and every one of you is only inside of you. It's in nobody else. It's only in you. Let me say this really, 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 really clear. What's inside of you is only inside of you. The talents, the giftings, the ability, the things that God has put inside of you, it's only in you. So if you waste it, guess what? You're wasting it and the world's not experiencing it. And I can't give you, I can't give the world what is inside of you. The world needs what's inside of you. 
And if you can wake up and you can leave this place today and go, you know what, I need to carry myself with excellence because Jesus gave everything in excellence, then you know what? I'm going to walk in the ways of the Lord and be excellent in everything that I do. Three things this morning. Slack, can you come up? Make me sound super spiritual. Is this encouraging you this morning? We are called to be people that live out excellence. Not perfection. You may stumble and you may fall. Guess what? If you fall on your back, you can still look up. So he's like, yo, come on, try again. Right? Don't you love grace? My hand's up. Anybody else? No, just me this morning? Cool. Five up, six, seven, eight. We'll love grace together. <laughs> but excellence, the first thing is this. Excellence looks to the eternal. Excellence looks to the eternal. Walking in excellence requires an eternal perspective. How do you operate in excellence? What's the most practical way? What's the most practical teaching? How do you walk in excellence every single day of your life? Here, right here. Your mind. You know this thing is crazy. <laughs> this thing's a battlefield. Your mind plays games, plays tricks, lies to you, tells you all sorts of things. That's why scripture constantly, throughout scripture, all throughout it, talks about the mind. Renewing the mind. Have the mind of Christ. Transform your mind daily, right? You with me? This right here needs to change. It's a shifting. It's a perception change. If you're going to walk in the excellence of the Lord, then you need to ask the Lord to give you a mind of excellence. You need to ask the Spirit of God to put things inside of your mind that he wants to put. You want to ask the Spirit of God to say, God, the thoughts that are in my mind that are not of you, remove them. The, de the, the desires that are in my mind, remove them. God, give me, you can say this to God, give me a fresh perspective. Give me a burning passion. God, I know that you've called me to start that business. I know that you called me to take that step of faith. I know that you called me to do this, but my mind is telling me that I can't do it. God, help me. And God, as you give it to me, may it be done in excellence. May my mind be surrounded with excellent thoughts. Have you ever prayed that prayer? No. Some of you in this room, no. You've never asked the Lord, Lord, I want to dwell on the excellence of you. I want to think excellent thoughts. I want to think the good things. I want to see your goodness in every way. Does this make sense this morning? Because some of you all are looking at me like I'm crazy. You want to know why? Because this is a big deal. You wake up every single day and your life is dictated by this. It is. That's why I encourage people all the time, get alone with God in the morning. Separate some time. Stop getting on social media and seeing everybody, what they're doing. Oh, how cool. Like, 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 like. Right? Because that's what happens. I'm a, I, I, I do it. Why don't we wake up every morning and be like, Jesus, my first, first thoughts, my first fruit. Fru fru uh, speech impediment. My first fruit is on you. I want you to give me a mind of excellence. As I wake up today and as I go to work today, as I go uh, to school today, as I, as I go and interact with the barista this morning because I need my latte, right? And I can't love Jesus without my latte, right? Help me today to have a mind of excellence. 
so that when I get in front of that barista in the morning without my latte, right, I can love them. I can smile at them. I don't got to get in the Uber or in the, in, the, in the blue line or the red line. I don't got to get on there just grumpy. It's Monday morning. It's raining outside. just hate my life. I need the sun. God, give me excellent thoughts so that I can walk onto that blue line or I can walk onto my campus or I could walk into that Uber car and I could have a word for that person next to me or driving me. I could tell them how much Jesus loves them, how much he cares for them, how he died for them. I can have an excellence of a mind to say, hey, you, today is an excellent day. Today's a beautiful day. Today's a great day. But it starts in the mind. How you think will always determine where you take yourself. What you think about, what you dwell on, will determine where you go in life. It's it's just the power of the word. It's the truth. What you dwell on, what you think on, if you think on things that are bad, you're going to probably end up somewhere bad. If you think on something that is excellent, you're probably going to end up doing some excellent, awesome, incredible, amazing things. You know what? This is so pivotal because this is such a battle for me. Can I be raw for a second? I know I don't got much time. My mind is a battlefield. I wrestle all the time with this. I'm not here to say I've overcome it, right? I'll never, I'm never any different from anybody in this room, okay? Everybody, okay? Like nod, give me some affirmation. Big affirmation guy, right? But I have to wake up, and I have to be intentional about thinking on excellence, about thinking how good my God is, about thinking that he gave me his son Jesus with everything. I have to think about this stuff. If I start to think about how the sky's falling, how things are failing, how things aren't doing, how we're not where we want to be and how we're, I'm failing. I'm losing out on the goodness of Jesus Christ. Would you decide to wake up with a mindset, with your attitude, with your family, with your calling, with your career, with where God has you today? Would you wake up and say, my mind today is choosing the excellent things of heaven. I want to dwell on the goodness of God. I want to dwell on his favor and his love and his grace. I want him to fill me with thoughts. I want him to fill me with the things of heaven so that I can walk out to the city, to the spaces that I'm called, and show people the goodness of my God. I don't know about you, but this is what I want to be a part of. Finally, brothers, Philippians 4, 8 says this, and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, scripture says it, I'm not just making this up, think about such things, think about such things, write that scripture down, Philippians 4, 8, your mindset is valuable, have an eternal kingdom mindset of excellence. The second thing is this, your position does not dictate your performance. Guess what? Real quick, really quick, really quick. Where you're positioned at today does not determine your performance. You may say, I'm in the shadows, nobody sees me, nobody knows what I'm doing, I'm just floating, just getting by. Guess what? Do it with excellence. You're at the highest place at your job, you're at the highest level of your position, you're doing great things, do it with excellence. Because guess what? You're a child of God. And you are called every day, no matter where you're positioned at, to perform with excellence. Jesus already paid for your position. You want to know where you're positioned? As a son and daughter of the king. 
Your position's paid for. It's talk, it's there. You're sitting in a position. So guess what? If you're positioned as a son and daughter of the king, I don't know about you, but I get so excited about that. Because I know, well, I know what it feels like to not be a son of the king. I know. So if I'm positioned as a son of the king, then my performance is based off of where I'm positioned. I'm positioned as a son. I'm going to operate as a son. You're positioned as a daughter. Operate as a daughter of God. Stop cutting corners. Stop just getting by. Stop just doing things because you're like, I'm just in this position, and I'm never going to get out of this position, and so I'm just going to sit here and mope about the position that I'm in. It's pride. It's selfishness. It's all the things that Scripture just did not talk about. (laughs) So your position does not dictate your performance. In the kingdom of God, your position does not depend on your performance. Your position was purchased with Christ. It's hard, right? Is it hard to wake up every day and do things with excellence? Yeah. Galatians 6, 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Hey, church, don't get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. The third thing is this. Work because you've received, not in order to achieve. Work. Perform in excellence, not to receive something. Or not to achieve something, it's because you've received everything. Notice that Paul says something amazing in the scripture. He says, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and, right? So we're not working to just get the inheritance. We're not working just to achieve the inheritance. You have Jesus living with you. You've accepted him. You've acknowledged him as Lord and Savior of your life. You've said, wash me clean, purify me. You are a part of the inheritance. So if you're a part of the inheritance, Paul then says, and that the master you are serving is Christ. Work not only to receive the inheritance, but work because the master, the one that you are serving, is Jesus. You don't do this so that you can achieve a greater inheritance. You do this because you are operating out of a place of already receiving everything. Tell me more. I got nothing else. Because honestly, this is what changed my life. When I understood that I'm positioned as a son, when I'm positioned as a son of God, I don't have to work to achieve anything. Grace is undeserving. You can't do anything to get it. He's just like, that's how I see heaven, Jesus. Like, he's like, JP, Grace, ah! God, I need mercy. There you go. God, I need direction. There you go. God, I need favor. There you go. Does anybody else think this way? I'm just like on my own, just like praying for favor and grace on the streets and like it's just falling on me. But see, this is what happens when you ask him because you're positioned as a child of the king. So now that's your position, then walk in excellence. Don't walk to achieve anything. Walk it out because you've received everything. I'm closing with this. The band can come up. This is important. I remember the first trip that we took to Chicago City Life Center down in Inglewood. We were... Working at the university, Rachel and I, and we got the privilege and the honor to meet Pastor Charles and Kay, who are down there. Uh, they, they pastor Chicago City Life Center. We're partnered with them. They're our family, right? So before we even had a church, before we even planted, before any of this, Rachel and I were just being uh, used down at the university by God. And we had the privilege to take, I think it was like 25 college kids at that time. Man. <laughs> grace, 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 right? 25 crazy college kids. 
And we went there, and we just did the whole week with them, and we went into the schools. It was such a pivotal time. It was so important. Many of you in this room have, have went on those trips as they continued to go. But I remember so, so vividly this, this moment. I walked into to the morning, uh, the mid-afternoon of their Tuesday night service, right? And they had all these chairs set up. And I walked in, and the room was empty. So I thought. And I remember this guy. I'm going to steal this. I remember seeing this, like, head come from here to like this, right? Next chair. And I saw just this head walking down the aisle. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? Right? What's happening? And I walk over, and this this guy. I said, hey, I'm JP. Like, what's going on? What, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm, I'm cleaning chairs. I said, the chairs look pretty clean to me. I got OCD. Like, you're good. Like, this would pass my test. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. This is what I'm called to do. And I was like, blah. <laughs> He's like, I'm called to show up here every Tuesday before people come into this room and wipe off the chairs because this might be the cleanest seat that anybody gets to sit in all week. And I was like, snap. I said, but, but they're clean. <laughs> he said, no, I don't cut corners, JP. I don't do things just to get recognized. I said, has anybody given you like a high five or recognition? He said, no, and even if they did, I, it, I'd keep doing this. I'd keep doing it so that somebody... Somebody could walk into these walls, and it could experience the freedom that I've experienced. I walked out, and I was like, thank you. I'm like weeping, like, just give me a moment. And I went back in, and I was like, dude, like, you're a legend. That term is just thrown around a lot, but this is a legend. This guy shows up on a Tuesday afternoon after working a 6 a.m. shift. He's there wiping down chairs and doing it with excellence. He's not skipping bars. He's not skipping the back. He is wiping that chair down. Why? Because he knows that with excellence comes an eternal kingdom opportunity for somebody to walk in and experience. Will you today walk in excellence with the Lord? Will you understand that you have been paid for a price, by a price, that you walk in a position called a son and daughter, and we are called as the church to walk in excellence will you today choose excellence in everything some of you are going to walk out here and go I'm not for excellence that's such a that, that is crazy talk fine I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you but you want fun you want to be known you want the world to know the church let's walk in excellence let's show them that Jesus gave us everything we have the greatest message for them amen would you stand to your feet this morning